Uh, for those of you who are kind of coming in in the middle of this, I'll just give you kind of a quick update. We're studying the story of the Exodus, and uh, in that story, God's people, the Israelites, were in slavery in Egypt, and they were suffering and oppressed, and God provided in a powerful way to change their situation, to bring them out of slavery and take them into the promised land. He moved them from their here to his there, a good and spacious land flowing with milk and honey. And God is still in the moving business. Uh, he can change circumstances and situations in our life today, just as he helped the Hebrews over thousands of years ago. And in the series, we're using the metaphor of a GPS uh, and one of the things that a GPS has to do before it can chart a course to take you from your here to your where is locate your starting position. Uh, and in the same way, until we admit that we have a need or recognize a problem or situation in our life, then we're going to kind of be stuck there. So we started this series by identifying our here, that uh, situation or that uh, problem or habit or addiction, something that we would like to see God bring about change in in the course of this series or possibly over the year ahead. And, and of course, that's different for everyone. So um, that's the area that you would long to see God work in. And so go ahead and write your I am here on that line and in, in your bulletin if you haven't already done that. Some situation where you're longing for God to bring about some kind of change. Could be your New Year's resolution. Then last week we talked about our where to. Before the GPS device can chart a course, you have to enter a destination, right? Other words, it's just a map kind of showing you where you're at but not leading you anywhere. And in life, I think sometimes it can be difficult to identify that place that we want to end up at. And so last week, I asked a question to kind of help you out uh, in identifying that. And the question was, if God were to do a miracle in your life, uh, God brought the Israelites out through a series of miracles, the parting of the Red Sea, one of the greatest of all. Um, so if God were to do a miracle in your life, you woke up tomorrow morning and that situation, that problem that you wrote down on your here line had changed, God had miraculously brought you through that, what would it look like? How would it be different? That's your where to. So you write that on the where to line. That's the direction that you long to go. And then last week we talked about the fact that we have to kind of hold that loosely because we always want God's best for us. So uh, even though you've written something on that line, uh, in order to get started, we need momentum, we need a direction, we need a vision. Uh, but we kind of have to let God unfold that for us and recognize that his ways are higher than our ways, his ways are better than our ways. So sometimes... Uh, it, you may start in a direction, but God will lead you uh, somewhere else. Okay, so hopefully that gets everybody kind of caught up. 
And that brings us to today's message. After your GPS charts a course for you, you're all set to go. You're sitting there in the driveway, and um, you hit the navigate button or whatever it is. And the first thing that happens is a voice comes on and says, start driving, right? Get moving. Drive 6.7 miles to, you know, uh, or drive to the highlighted route. And so you've got to get going. You've got to get her in gear. And that's what God was basically telling Moses. God was about to move in a mighty way to uh, help the Israelites move out of slavery and into uh, this new thing that he had for them. He appeared to Moses in a burning bush and said, Moses, I'm sending you to deliver my people. But Moses was a reluctant leader, and we talked about that last week. He was so reluctant that God ended up allowing Aaron, his brother, to go with him and be the spokesman in the group. And so Moses heads back to Egypt, and that's where we pick up today. And the big day came. Uh, Moses and Aaron, of course, went to the Hebrew people, told them what God was about to do, and they were, of course, relieved and worshiped God. And the big day came, and Moses and Aaron made their appearance before Pharaoh. Aaron boldly proclaimed, The Lord says, Let my people go three days' journey into the wilderness for a festival. And Pharaoh, to everyone's amazement, said, Of course, take my chariot, use my chariot driver. Not really, right? No. <laughs> I wasn't in your Bible either. Exodus 5, 4 is where we're picking up today, if you want to turn and uh, see what Pharaoh actually said. So Pharaoh says, uh, but the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. He's not at all pleased with their request. Uh, verse 6, that same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they're crying out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for them so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. And the slave drivers do just as Pharaoh instructed them. The people are hard-pressed. They can't complete the bricks on time, so the foremen are being beaten. And they've come up against a brick wall, so to speak. Now, we know that this must have taken place during the summer months because as soon as they think that they're going somewhere, they come up against a detour, a, a uh, obstacle. And um, you've probably discovered that whenever you try to get from your here to your there, to a new there, uh, if it's any distance at all, that somewhere along the route there will be obstacles, something that gets in the way. And that's what we're going to look at today, how God uses obstacles for his purposes. And what you find uh, as you read this story of God delivering his people is that 
Even when God is involved, even when God is the one orchestrating the whole rescue, there are obstacles that have to be overcome. There are difficulties that you have to go through. There are setbacks that require faith and perseverance. So as we're looking at how God takes his people from here to there and applying it to our lives and our situations, it's really important that we have God's perspective on the obstacles that we encounter. Uh, Too often we set a goal or we feel God is calling us to something or we begin out on some kind of a, a, a change to have some kind of change take place in our life and we come up against an obstacle and we don't know how to deal with that. Uh, we're trying to figure out, God, I thought I heard you right, but now it seems like uh, things aren't working out the way that I thought they would. Does this mean this isn't your will or uh, should I give up? And Uh, We start to question God, you know, what's the deal here? So because obstacles are pretty common, we're going to look at uh, some insights that we can get from this Exodus story about detours and obstacles. If you want to look back at your message notes again, uh, some lessons about obstacles. And the first is that, you know, you can expect obstacles. That's just part of life. But remember that detours are not necessarily dead end. Uh, Thanks to Moses' uh, intervention on their behalf, now they have to make their bricks without straw. They have to go gather their own straw, and the foremen are getting beaten. It didn't look like God was delivering them at all, that this Moses guy was just uh, setting them up. And when we take faith steps, there will likely be obstacles as well. And Moses is so befuddled by uh, his that he has a conversation with God and he goes to find out what's going on. So if you want to turn to Exodus 5.22. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, He has brought trouble on this people, and you've not rescued your people at all. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you'll see what I'll do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. So Moses hadn't heard God wrong. God was about to use this barrier, this obstacle, um, for his purposes. And this is often true in our lives as well. So we have to be able to see obstacles or roadblocks from God's perspective. And in your notes, the second thing that we should understand about obstacles is that as unlikely as it seems, obstacles are often opportunities. Obstacles are often opportunities. And I'm going to give you three ways that barriers can be opportunities for God. And, and these are really important to get, so I hope you'll write them down. First, uh, when you encounter an ob- obstacle, it's important to understand that obstacles are often opportunities for God to teach us something about himself or to teach us something about ourselves. God sometimes causes or allows 
setbacks or barriers in order to remind us or reveal to us something about himself that we wouldn't otherwise know. Uh, look at Exodus 5.1 with me. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. So, in the next few chapters of Exodus, God performs this series of miracles. Uh, he sends a series of plagues on the Egyptian people, tend to be exact. Does anybody happen to have those memorized? You know what the ten plagues are? You used to? <laughs> All right. I'm going to put them on the screen to remind you. Don't let them off? All right. You got to know at least one. Locusts. All right. Good. Blood in the water. Water turned to blood. Killed the firstborn. Frogs. Flies. We got locusts. Boils. Oh, yeah. That's a nasty one. Huh? Hail. Yeah. Okay. We got seven. That's perfection, right? (laughs) But God thought they needed three more. Livestock. Uh, we got the firstborn. We got locusts. We missed gnats and huh? Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. All right. So put them up now for us. I think they did pretty good. Gnats or lice. Yeah, that would be. All right. So. What we discover is that throughout all these events, these plagues, God is answering Pharaoh's question. Who is the Lord that I should obey him? And God is revealing himself to Pharaoh and to the Egyptian people. See, the Egyptians worshipped many gods, and each of the plagues showed God's power while demonstrating the powerlessness of the Egyptian gods. Their uh, primary or their supreme god was Amun-Re, And that was the sun god. And and one of the plagues uh, was three days of total darkness. It said it was so dark that it felt heavy. And for three days they couldn't even see their hand in front of their face. And their god was helpless to give them any kind of light. And God was demonstrating that he was the one true god. He was making himself known to the Egyptians. But he was also making himself known to his own people. Because he was... Uh, preventing these things from happening in Goshen. So uh, when there were flies or gnats, the people in Goshen were not experiencing the things that the Egyptians were experiencing. He was showing his people his ability to protect them. And God used this obstacle, Pharaoh's refusal to let his people go, as an opportunity to reveal who he was. And if you're moving from your here to God's there and you come up against an obstacle, you need to stop and ask God, is there something that you want to teach me through this about yourself or about myself? Is there a reason for this delay? And then second, 
uh, the second lesson is that obstacles are opportunities to experience God's protection. Uh, we'll, we'll never know this side of heaven how many times, you know, we got delayed in a line at the grocery store or whatever and uh, kept from some kind of an accident later down the road or some kind of calamity. Uh, we just don't know how God might be using small obstacles in our day-to-day life to keep us safe and to protect us. And as you think about your where to uh, that you've written on that line, we have to recognize the possibility that if we're not getting where we want to be, that God may be protecting us from doing something, getting into a relationship or out of a relationship, making a business decision or a purchase, uh, things that in the end are going to be harmful to us. Sometimes an obstacle is God's protection. And God sent uh, ten plagues on Egypt, and the last plague was the death of every firstborn animal or person, including Pharaoh's firstborn son. So Pharaoh finally agreed to allow the Israelites to leave, and they went out all together with their possessions, and the Egyptians gave them more uh, wealth to take out with them. But even though God was the one leading them, even though God was uh, orchestrating this incredible rescue, He didn't take them directly from Egypt to the promised land. Uh, Look at Exodus 13, 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. And God may very well be taking you to your where to that you've listed in your notes. But he knows you completely. And for your protection, he wants you to get there. Uh, He may not take you on the route that you expect to go. And you may run into obstacles along the way that God will use to teach you something about himself or to prepare you for you're there once you get there. Um... If you were to go immediately from where you are to God's there without the right preparation, you might fail. So God may take you along a different route and teach you some things along the way that you need to know to succeed once you arrive. Obstacles are opportunities to experience God's protection. And then finally, as you look at your notes... um, Obstacles are opportunities for God to be big. There are some things that only God can do. And often there are barriers or obstacles that are beyond our ability to do anything about. If God doesn't act, if God doesn't do something, then we'll never get from our here to his there. And you may be at that place right now where unless God does something in your situation, uh, you're Uh, helpless to even take the first step. God took the Israelites along a different route. Uh, He didn't want them to face war before they were ready. But he took them by a very strange route. He took them and led them uh, to uh, camp right on the edge of the Red Sea. And when Pharaoh discovered that they were there, had heard the news that that's where they were camping, He regretted the loss of his workforce and he mounted his uh, charioteers and got his army around and he marched up and trapped them between the Red Sea 
and his armies. And what seemed like a dead end had actually was actually an opportunity for God to be big uh, and to de- demonstrate his power. Look at uh, chapter 14. And we're going to start in uh, verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Than to die in the desert. Um, Do you think that after all the miracles they had seen God do, that they thought this one was too big for God? Sure. (laughs) And, um, but we all know what happened next, right? God told Moses to extend his staff out over the water, and he did, and the water separated, and the people crossed on dry land over to the other side, and God held back Pharaoh's army with a pillar of fire and wouldn't let them come after him. And then after they were all successfully across, he removed the pillar of fire, and Pharaoh's army followed after uh, him and after them, and God allowed the waters to sweep back over them and they were no more. And sometimes what seems like an obstacle is really a big opportunity for God to be big. And uh, it will be no more when God is and when God moves. And last week we talked about excuses that we might make, things that we might do to sabotage our own exodus. And some of you just... You know, you already know what your next step is. You just need to get going. And you just need to take those next steps. Um, However, sometimes we're all ready to go and there's something that's blocking the way. Uh, There's something that's keeping us from moving forward. And so I've listed some of those obstacles uh, in your notes there that you might face as you uh, begin to move from your here to uh, to God's there. And I want to kind of go down through those uh, really quickly and look at those in your notes and kind of check off some of the things that you might face that you'll need to be ready uh, to watch and listen to God about. And the first is lack of time. Um, Maybe this is going to take some time. And maybe you're going to have to make time in your schedule for it. Or maybe it's something that It's taking you some time to get into this habit or this addiction, and it's going to take you some time to get out of it. Uh, You just need to be aware of the obstacle of time. Uh, The next one is lack of resources. Uh, Maybe you don't have the money, or you're lacking some of the resources that you need to move from here to there. So you'll have to be creative, or you'll have to uh, go to God in earnest and ask him to supply the things that you need. And pray consistently. Uh, could be lack of courage or self-doubt. Uh, maybe you're a little bit like Moses inside and you're reluctant to, to get moving. You don't think that you are smart enough or uh, know enough or are good enough. But if God is the one that's moving you along, then you just need to get going and trust in him. 
than lack of opportunity. Sometimes we know what we want, we uh, have a job that we'd like to have or those kinds of things, but we need somebody to open a door for us, and you need to begin to pray about that. Uh, another obstacle is lack of perseverance. Moses was ready to give up on God, the first sign of trouble, and sometimes we give up too soon. And God builds our character through perseverance, so we need to remember to persevere. Uh, another is lack of power. Some things are completely out of our hands. You can't heal yourself. You can't give yourself a promotion. And um, maybe you have, or maybe you have a pharaoh in your life, somebody that's blocking the way or holding you from moving forward. And uh, sometimes that's a person. Sometimes it's a memory. Uh, it might be a past hurt or some abuse that you're not able to forgive. How can you begin to take some steps to change that? And then there's a place to list other things that I, I haven't listed that are unique to your situation that are, in the, that are blocking the way uh, for you. So I'm going to close with uh, this question, if you'll think about it in preparation for next week's message. Uh, as you look at the obstacles, how might God want to use those obstacles to teach you something about himself or yourself? How might God be protecting you? How might this be an opportunity for God to be big? And can you begin to see these obstacles from God's perspective and then uh, pray about how you should respond and what your next step is? Now, on the back of your message notes, if you want to pull out your connection card as well, um, on the back of your notes, instead of a memory verse this week, I've listed a, a scripture to pray. It's Psalm ninety seventeen, uh, and that scripture is, And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. As part of this series, we're looking at the goals that we've set as a church and, and talking about how God is, uh, can move us from our here to his there. And so I would encourage you to kind of use that psalm as a way to start your prayer time and, and pray about the goals that we've set and how God might uh, use you uh, in those goals in the coming year. And then number two is I know my next step and I'm ready to get moving. Number three, I'm facing an obstacle and I think it's an opportunity to. And then number four, I would like prayers for an obstacle that I'm facing. If you want to check that box, I'll uh, just keep you in my prayers during this series. All right, would you pray with me? Lord God, we, we thank you that uh, you're a God of miracles, that you have power to overcome every obstacle that we come up against in our life. Every barrier to your will, God, is um, as nothing. Uh, when you are involved, God, we know that uh, we can trust you to lead us forward into what you have for us if we'll just follow you if we'll listen to you if we'll stay close to you so we're just turning over to you this morning everything that we've written down on those lines about our where to and asking that you would give us the perseverance the strength the wisdom and the guidance that we need god in the weeks ahead to move into what you have for us we ask these things in the name of jesus christ our lord amen